The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Dr. Mary O'Kane is with us. Mary, of course, our expert in all things uh, childhood education and psychology. Mary, you'll have to forgive me. I've got a buzz on, so I don't know how this is going to go. Um, and of course, we should say drink responsibly, etc., etc. Uh, if you have any questions in relation to parenting, and we have a lot of questions already in in relation to parenting, Mary is here to address them. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Um, one already in saying... I am the mum to a 16 and 8 year old. I separated three years ago under difficult circumstances. We just about managed to co-parent. The eldest took it very hard and is now doing better. The 8 year old is now asking why he's the only one in his class with this, that he feels different and has so many questions. It's true, we may be the only ones. I said all the usual, that we love him, that we're a daily presence, just in a different way. But he's still suffering. Anything more that we can do. Now, that's twofold. There's how do you deal with this specifity and that wider issue of anything different for a child in class oh, yeah. becomes a major thing. And you know, it's really interesting, Anton, that he feels he's the only one. And I'm not being funny, but you kind of would have thought now that actually there are probably so many other kids he knows in the same position. And that's one of the first things. She's doing everything right. What he really needs to know is they both love him, that they, they get on well. We might not be together, but we absolutely love you. So that, they're all the right messages. I would think about thinking about other people who are in the same boat because, gosh, he's not alone. There are so many children. My dad died when I was really young, Anton, and I remember in my school, we were, I'm the eldest of three girls and I was nine, and we had an awareness that everybody else had a dad and we didn't, do you know what I mean? But as we grew up, so many people for various reasons didn't have two-parent families. And the more you hear about others, the more you kind of feel, well, I'm not alone. So I would ask her to think about other people in the same situation, but she's doing everything right just keep letting him know you both love him that's the most important thing what about the thing generally of kids coming back and saying whether it's my clothes whether it's what I have for lunch whether it's any aspect you know the kids say that I'm different and that they that's a very because in one way you don't want them to be exposed and the other you want to be able to say well tell them they can jam it exactly where the sun don't shine you're not the same as them kids don't want to be different. They want to be the same. And any child who feels different, for whatever that reason might be, it nearly it nearly feels wrong. It's like, no, hold on. If everybody seems to be a certain way and I'm not, I'm the person with the problem, if you like. So there's loads of books and stuff, particularly for little ones, talking about difference and change in different family situations, whatever. And I would you know, say, really talk to them about that. It takes a long time before kids feel comfortable being me. I'm different, I'm not the same as you. Even in the teenage years. Even in adulthood, let's be clear. It's a brave adult who's willing to say I'm going to swim against the tide of those who surround me. It is. And I think sometimes in middle childhood they get better at it. It, When they hit the teenage years, oh my gosh, they want to be exactly the same. You all the same hairstyles and the same whatever. Like it's this need to be the same as my peers. There's no easy answer, Anton. It's hard. Uh, before we move on to the next one, can I interest you in a glass of wine? <laughs> I thought once we talked about parenting, you'd be putting the straw in the bottle and <laughs> just going for it. A text saying, I'm thinking about having a third child, but my two, aged four and two, wow, you've got a four and a two and you want to go for another, That's you're going to be busy. I have a four and a two. I, they have such big personalities. They're very hyper. I'm nervous about the dynamic of bringing another child into the fold. Will my kids calm down with age? <laughs> I know, the last question made me giggle. You know what? I, sure, I remember when I had my first one and it was hard and she'd colic and I had no family around me and thinking, oh, this is hard. But I'm thinking, oh, I can do this. Second one, my son, it was slightly wild and thinking, whoa, but I got two hands. I can hold on to both of them. Third one and thinking, oh, 
ooh, but uh, four and two year old, they are, what was the word, big personalities. They all have big personalities. They're supposed to. Do you know what I love about that age, the two year olds up? We get what they're feeling. So if they're feeling joyful, we absolutely get it. They're hugging and kissing you. Oh my gosh, if they're the other way around, you absolutely get it. They're ruled by their emotional brain. I'd say two things. I mean, I can't tell her if it's the right time to have another child, but in terms of them changing, there are two things, two up to four, not good at self-regulation. So they're explosive. But that is who they are and they won't learn to self-regulate. Kids will only learn to self-regulate through co-regulations they feed off us. So when they are hyper and wild and whatever, when they're getting angry about something, sometimes we then get angry back and everything escalates. So the more calm you are as a parent, and we all know how easy that is, says she Mary Poppins here, but the more calm you are as a parent, the better they learn and they feed off it. And the other thing is emotional language. Two-year-olds and four-year-olds are not good with emotional language. So if you don't tell them what they're feeling, but if you say things like, um, oh, you look, even you look really angry at your little sister. You know, what's going on here? They're getting the words, oh, you seem really frustrated with your homework tonight, but you're using the language of emotion and letting them know we all feel it so uh, that can help them the, the other thing of course is at four and two by the time a third will arrive the four will be pretty much six and they're kind of at the age where they can be a little bit helpful at that stage like they can carry plates and oh. do stuff and help clean and <laughs> exactly. go up chimneys and all that lark <laughs> uh, another one asking about an 11 year old saying uh, my 11 year old daughter is an introvert she doesn't like to socialise she has no close friends um, she doesn't like sport but she loves art and reading how do I encourage her to socialise and make good friends that's hard isn't it you know what some kids are introverts and if you're more extrovert you see that as a problem you think oh my gosh this is not good my child is an introvert no they should be out there running around they should be doing this they should be doing that there's nothing wrong with being introverted if she's happy if your child is coming to you saying i'm just so unhappy i i want to make more friends never well yeah you, know, you need to work on building friendships but if she's happy, she if she loves her reading, maybe going to the library, whatever, she will find her little tribe of introverts into her stuff. If they're happy, yay! She's a happy little introvert. That's grand. But that's an interesting definition. You judge it by whether or not the child is happy, not whether they meet whatever criteria for happiness you think oh, applies. Oh, yes. And no child is happy all the time, Anton. You're the way we say, what do you really want for your children? I want them to be happy. No, they can't be happy all the time. That's not <laughs> life. They're up and down or whatever. But you want them to be secure and feel capable and feel secure in themselves. If she's happy enough in her world, if she's not seeking, desperately feeling she's missing out, your parent is judging by your extroverted. Like, you know, the way we do that, we kind of think, no, but they should be whatever. No, you know, if she's comfortable in her own skin, a lot of introverts, they'll say, yeah, I was a little bookworm as a child. I didn't want to do all this stuff. But sure, I was happy as a day as long reading my books and whatever. And also there are there are some, but there are very few people who will point back to 11 and say the friendships that I made then yeah. are still the ones I have. Well, there's phases of friendships and the fact that you may not have many at 11 doesn't mean that you won't at 15 or 18 or 20 or 30 yeah. or whatever. And how be. often do we get questions about friendships when friendships have fallen out? Oh my gosh, most kids don't meet their real friends till they're older because you're not just you're judging on availability, you're judging on connection. Exactly. You yeah. haven't made that phone call that says I've been arrested, yeah. get here quick yet. <laughs> 
Um, big thank you to Mary O'Kane. Mary, of course, the author of Perfectly Imperfect Parenting and you can get her on uh, Facebook if you have any questions and as always, there's more questions than we can get to and Mary is pretty good, is very good at responding on social media. So do pursue her on that if you can, uh, if, if you choose to. Um, that is pretty much it for us this morning. A suggestion by Joe on Twitter to say I think there's a children's book that shows different family variations and if you read that to the young that might be yeah. a way to show them that there are different norms for a whole load of different families. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.